Welcome back to Forbidden Cinema. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. We are still going through our Valentine's Day week Red Shoe Diary Season 2 Deep Dive. How are you guys doing out there? You keep it up. <laughs> it's been a wild ride. This one got even wilder. <laughs> Have a good Valentine's Day dinner last night, babe. Yeah, a good time. Fun time hanging out in Nashville. Hitting up some fun pop-up bars. Maybe got, the best pop-up bar we've hit it in a while. Yeah, I think so. And I kind of realized actually we had a little bit of a theme. So we were at the Noel Hotel. has a fun little quote-unquote hidden bar that people know about that it does pop-up. It hidden this it time. It did. It did. It was like very cool. You go to the felt. storage closet. There was a person standing out front checking IDs. So, but there wasn't like a waiting list and no, no line. No. Like you're going to get a pager or then a text you. <laughs> but it was... Alice in Wonderland, Queen of Hearts themed. So really cool decor, great cocktails. And then we went to the Black Rabbit. We kept the rabbit theme going. We did. We did. (laughs) And then we ended the night at Skulls with dinner and a little burlesque and good times. Just good good old, a stage where Jimi Hendrix and Elvis play that just makes me think of, oh, that's history. (laughs) (laughs) Go listen to Henry Rollins' bit about being an ugly American. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so episode 205, Burning Up. This one, I don't know. This one seems really problematic. <laughs> this is one of the most highly rated episodes. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yes. I think okay. I think it's hot. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I'm a little afraid of some undiagnosed <laughs> things are happening here. <laughs> this one was, I, it's 31 minutes long. It was long. I mean. We've been really padding out run times to get to 2426 here. We've been like showing the same kind of slow motion sex scene three times in an episode to get us there. We had a lot of locations in this one. We had a lot of locations. As much as like the she doesn't talk, we have a lot of voiceover, like constant voiceover. <laughs> so we open on Stella barking and running on the roof of a parking garage, I think. I think so. The, yeah. I spend a lot of time on the roof of a parking garage. It's a good place to just kind of go and eat dinner if you're working late and I don't know. Yeah, I mean it's we're moving I guess we're just moving through the city, out of out of the park, you know, looking for our car. Maybe he got lost. Like, is it at the rooftop? Nope. Let's go back down. <laughs> Man, there's nothing worse than losing your car in a parking garage, especially before the click clicks. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I've I've been saved by the click click. Like, Even now with click click, it's like click click. I hear you. Yeah, it's like do it again, Marco. Oh. Marco. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last stop I had where I parked in a garage, like I tried to park in the same place all the time, but when I didn't, it was like, wait, was that that that? I got an eleven floor garage. People stop parking about six. I go up to eight, so I can have the same place every time. <laughs> Get an extra couple of flights of stairs, a little extra workout, and I'm not near lost in the swath of cars. (laughs) But so this one we've got, yeah, we've got still, we we jump right in. And we have a little, well, I guess we don't jump right in. We don't jump right in in terms of Jake. A line from Duchovny. We do, yeah. Whenever I feel rotten, I can just open one of these up. Yeah, he's like, it's like, Stella, you caught me. (laughs) As if she just wandered up to the rooftop by herself and found him. That's irresponsible. But yeah, it's like, yeah, sorry, I'm just rambling. Uh, You actually might want to do it. Actually, I don't feel like I can get to a point. Sorry. Okay, so we open firefighters playing football. Yes. And a lady is kind of just staring at them through a window. Yes. I don't know. is her house, does it overlook the firehouse or? I think so. Okay. Which has got to be awful. Uh, <laughs> Constantly, all the time. Except for like, we don't hear that really. 
it's actually kind of we'll get there uh at, at some point she she's becoming obsessed with whatever this is and she gets a scanner i'm like do you need a scanner to know i guess you need a scanner to know where, <laughs> to they're, where they're going, going. but they're actually leaving? No, I don't think you do. <laughs> it's like blaring in your house. <laughs> but she says firemen. They're good looking. They're strong. They're brave. They're committed. I just think of firemen as like the old fire chief who's hadn't had passed his physical exam in like 20 years, but like union rules, he still gets to be a part of. I think of pots of chili. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of like, I mean, I think I'm watching cooking shows and I think that one of the contestants is actually like, the chef in a firehouse or what? Might be, might be. I did get you, you told me to buy, to get you a physical calendar so yes. you could figure out where I worked at my new job. So I got you a shirtless firefighters and rescue puppies. Rescue puppies, puppies. <laughs> yes, you did. I was very proud of myself for that one. Oh, man. Yeah, so he, so we got one particular firefighter she kind of singles out and he catches, he catches her her glance and we get a little eye contact back and forth and, and then we just got her floating in the water yeah she's we got a lot of water and fire imagery mm. here and then she gets us a date is october 12th cool she's i guess working as a vet or a vet tech um she's with a little dog and she's like everybody was antsy everybody was on edge you like before a earthquake or a storm and she's like, like santa anna the fault lines global warming <laughs> <laughs> like Okay, yeah, we know we know what's what the priorities are at the time. Right. Later she says the ozone. She layer. does. Yeah. Like yeah, clock that. The hole in the ozone. What a time. Oh man, what a time. Yeah. Just we just sat there and sprayed hairspray in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, That's not how you hold a syringe. Dr. Michael or whatever his name is is holding a syringe wrong, but sorry. Well that's no. why the dog bites him. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you're gonna shoot me? <laughs> you're like absolutely like, not. No, like a dart, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so the do- the vet gets bit by a dog. She goes to help clean it up, and she drops a glass bottle of antiseptic, and it's just like everybody's everybody's frazzled. And then she says, you know, even the freeway was backed up, so I I got off the freeway to go home, and I found myself in neighborhood. I don't even know how I got here. She's in a V. She is a classic VW bug. Classic VW bug. It's blue. It's I mean, it's 1993 in LA. It's not the best time to be lost in a neighborhood you don't know. Probably not. But she comes upon like house that is fully engulfed in flames. Like and then like fully opens the doors. Like, hey, is anybody there? Is this going to be an unreliable narrator thing? I don't know. I still, th- I still like. Question. Is she going to be setting fire? Oh, I have that later. I was like, are we a fire starter? I was like, I don't think we actually are, but we're very close. <laughs> or is she like actually going to these fires that she's imagining going to? I, I, I'm not 100 percent sure how much of this is actually happening. Right. Yeah. I think this one happens. I think so. I think um, so. But so then the fire, the you know, the firemen come and it's her firemen and she watches from her VW bug as he carries out a woman. Oh, man. CPR in the 90s. He goes straight mouth to mouth. I mean, if we don't know each other's last name, sorry, you're not getting mouth to mouth from me. <laughs> well, this is a sex show. Of course, there's mouth to mouth. They make CPR sexy. <laughs> I was like, this shouldn't be sexy. <laughs> It's, I mean, I did not think it was sexy. We shouldn't be playing it for sexy is what I mean. And then, of course, like she, you know, revives immediately and just like is being cradled by him. She's like, oh, the last time I was held like that, I was like a little girl and I had croup and my dad held me and rocked me all night long till the cough went away. I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> like now we've got daddy issues on this as well. There's a lot of things happening here. Dreamt of wire. I dreamt of water, of fire, and the firemen. 
Yeah. Just, and so she's writhing. We have like dreaming and floating. And then her hands start going under the nightgown. And then we have interspersed with like the fireman, like taking off her underpants. Right. So she's got her white, you know, innocent gown that she's touching herself under. And then her her black black underwear underwear as we're in dream world with the fireman. So playing with that. I did say like, you know, where are all our pearls? Where are all of our pearl necklaces gone? Oh, I don't know. I just said, next time I book one of those sensory deprivation float sessions for you, I'm just going to assume you're going to be in there touching yourself, thinking about me as a fireman. Not with all that salt water. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No bueno. (laughs) That'll really F up some pHs. Bunch of stuff. But sorry. (laughs) Sorry to ruin that with some some practical science. (laughs) Hey, I... I'm I'm allowed to fantasize about whatever I'm allowed to. Whatever you want. Exactly. Totally fine. Exactly. Um, so then she wakes up all sweaty and she's like burning with shame. I'm like, should you be? Maybe if you you set that house on fire, you should be. But. <laughs> I woke up hot and covered in sweat as well and then burning in shame. And she goes to the vet and she's sick. She's got a temperature. She has a fever. Yes. Yes. So he's like, did I tell you I used to be a doctor? Like, she's like, okay. And and she, she asks. He tells her that after he's already gone like forehead thermometer lymph nodes in the th- and then like, straight nodes. to the to the armpit lymph nodes our armpit lymph nodes it's a little bit of titty lymph nodes yeah and then like oh hey actually i am a medical doctor even still <laughs> we should we should have a discussion first before we go for you should lymphs. also how long have we worked here but she does say like i worked really hard not to ask my, like ask myself any any personal questions not to answer any questions like she's just in real denial about what she thinks about things and what she wants to know or not know but she's talking a lot in voiceover so it gets clouded the fact that she doesn't hardly she hasn't spoken hardly at all as a person to another person and he is kind of like lovingly stroking her forehead with the back of his hand and it's like she's sick get a mask and go home (laughs) he does send her home I think with the same dog on the table. I, the second day, yeah. Because yeah. we get a new dog the next time. I was like, thank goodness we get a different dog. <laughs> like, I was a little sad. Like, if that, if that dog has to come two days in a row, Aww. poor well, doggy. I mean, well, they didn't get to finish the exam because he bit the vet. Okay, so I maybe, guess they had to come maybe. back. Bueller. <laughs> oh, man. The dog that bit Jenny. Yes. Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then she's driving i guess she's follow like she's following the fire truck i'm not sure oh. she says i should have gone to the library she does but i went to the firehouse instead like no you should go home just you're go sick. home exactly that was like well, how did she find you the fire are truck? patient zero she drove well she basically drove home because she lives next door to the firehouse <laughs> and then they take off i guess and she follows them and, and then i was like is she a fire starter <laughs> <laughs> And there's a car on fire, so she's watching all of that. We don't have any anyone get saved in this one particularly, but she's just watching the fire. Watching the fireman, he says, he felt proud, strong, and totally triumphant. And I just like, totally, totally triumphant in 1993 is Bill and Ted. That's not- Yes, it is. <laughs> I didn't catch the totally part. I was like, are we in an episode of Saved by the Bell? <laughs> but it's like, you know... I ever was well, like he felt like but I have I ever felt as strong, proud, I guess totally, totally, totally triumphant. <laughs> and then he has or like have I been willing to him the danger, the unknown? It's like so she's really feeling like I have a a life wasted is kind of where we're 
We're crossing a lot of complicated questions about herself. Like, is she sexually repressed? Is she just hard up (laughs) and horny? Is she like having an existential crisis? She needs some excitement in her life because she feels like she's on a path to nowhere. Maybe if she'd just have a conversation with someone, that would help. But we're mixing a lot of things. And also, are we starting to unlock a weird obsession with fire and pyromania? (laughs) All of those things seem potential. I really feel like there was a lot of the, the board. I was going to say the the conference room conversation about episodes. There's only three people that have conversations about these episodes. This one could have been a three episode. Exactly. Arc. We could have, like, we could have had 31 three minutes separate was- ones. Yeah. They just threw them all in. <laughs> and the next thing I have is when you have a fever, you don't sleep like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have a baggy oversized sweatshirt from your dance recital when you were nine and some loose leggings. Yeah, you do not just lay out like that. Sorry. She is as nude as you get. But then also, she's having her, you know, fire and water dreams again. Then the phone rings. I'm like, is this the middle of the night? It's a call from Dr. Michael DeVette. She pulls her, her covers up, professional call. Like, right, you don't want right. to be laying there fully fully tits out and then it's like then calls over she kicks him off again (laughs) (laughs) but he's calling to check up on her she's like yeah i'm I'm still not feeling great Uh, but i don't know if it's like wee hours of the morning or the middle of the night i don't know i don't know once again like wrote probably seven times that's not how fevers work but i said (laughs) but it's not not sexy (laughs) (laughs) then she's like all right i'm just gonna go for it i'm like go for what and she has bought a police scanner and red lipstick. That is one of those things that should put you on a list. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think you can buy them at the same place. So, I mean, if you're the guy at Target working and the lady brings a police band radio and some red lipstick, you should have some questions. Yeah, this is like the person buying all like the bleach and the gloves and the barrels and the shovels at Home Depot, and it's just making me think too. It wasn't there a moment when like Home Depot ran out of rope around the time that Fifty Shades of Grey happened? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> it was like all just suburban housewives going in and buying lengths of rope. And, and I'm sure nobody was buying the right kind of rope to actually do that. Probably had like some wicked rope burns. <laughs> and so people tied in knots they couldn't get undone. <laughs> oh, always have your uh, your EMS scissors. Sorry, did I just, TMI? I mean, that's just smart. Right. But then, then we are in our spy gear. <laughs> she's in a black beret and a black trench coat and she's watching out the window and is this when she sneaks into she, she sneaks into the shower yeah 80s and 90s peeping on group showers that is such a trope and that is so that would never be never. allowed never ever and then she starts talking for the last the last time i felt dizzy i was five and when we were spinning around, I had I was blindfolded. It was a game. The last time I felt like truly brave or or scared, kind of together, I was six, and my sister dared me to go down into the cellar. And the last time I was this close to fire, I was eight and something. Like lighting I don't know. a candle for Christmas or something. Yeah, it's like okay. She's sitting like staring at dudes in the shower. Like, yeah, <laughs> while she's like reminiscing about things she did as a child that were exhilarating. Exhilarating. I guess. Um, then I guess she follows them to a strip club. <laughs> I guess so. Because they're there and she's there. There's every light on the edge of that stage. 
we've got the first stripper has all her fans and her chair. Yeah. I've been to a handful of strip clubs in my life. I'm so happy that a friend of mine recently had a breakup and I didn't have to go to one. <laughs> <laughs> I just literally had that moment. I'm going to have to get on a plane, fly to another coast, and I'm going to have to go to a strip club. This strip club, maybe. <laughs> oh, actually, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> but, sorry, but I have never experienced any sort of theme. Oh, right. There were a lot of themes in this. There's like a person who looks drunk and disinterested sort of walking around a pole and vaguely taking things off and somebody in their 40s walking around saying, hey, you want to dance? Hey, you want to dance? Hey, you want to dance? That's about the extent of it. There's never any like one has a fan, one has a trench coat and a hat and a flashlight light. and she's like shining the flashlight on herself with the light in the background we got we got the, our zalman king aesthetic oh yes it's true the curtain the curtain looked like a bad dance in a in a gym it was just like the hanging like <laughs> metallic strips and so yeah we have that dancer their vaguely asian themed dancer she leaves the stage uh the fireman catches the eye of Chick at the bar. He walks over to her and he's like, do I know you from somewhere? He's getting more drinks. But also, do I know you from somewhere? Maybe from the library, maybe from the vegan restaurant or vegetarian restaurant, maybe from Saturday's Saturday Bible, Bible, Bible study, <laughs> like all of these like pure and wholesome things. <laughs> and he's like, OK, she doesn't say anything to him. I'm like. You're a freak. <laughs> I mean, he's been seeing her around at every fire that he's been going to, but he's probably been paying attention to other things. Right. Well, also, he saw her through the window, theoretically, like, right above his firehouse. And, like, like you're the lady that, like, watches a shower. Yeah, like, have you been starting the fires I have been at? <laughs> we might need to have a conversation. We want to get law enforcement like, involved. If, if he is our main character, this is a different story. Exactly. <laughs> flip, flip the switch on this. She says she says nothing. He's like, well, okay, well, you might not want to hang out here. Like, this is not really the best place for a nice lady like you. It's like just the assumption that she's a nice lady, even though she's there. Maybe she's not a nice lady. I mean, she like shows up at the strip club. She immediately pours her a doesn't say anything. He immediately pours her a champagne. She makes a gesture, makes like a, a gesture. hand gesture. Okay. That I she think... is not tipping well, but <laughs> nobody oh, is. Well, you know, These ladies work for tips. Guys, come on. <laughs> Next up on the stage. <laughs> yeah. Next up on the stage is maybe a private eye. Maybe a, she's like wearing, kind of wearing a trench. She's got the mag light, got a hat, a lot of red boots and whatever. Loses it, throws bra or something at said fireman. She does a reverse crawl off the stage. That's a little weird. It's real weird. And he follows her. And then our lady follows him. Well, maybe. She goes into the bathroom. I think she just goes to the bathroom and she sees feet. Right. She hears them loudly kissing. Ugh. And then she goes to the stall next to them and like, like just participates in whatever's happening with them. I would not be opposed to some type of clandestine location in some type of a public place at some point in our lives. I think you need to elaborate on what you mean by that. Like, like sex. Sex in a... In a, in a private place, in a of a, a private corner of a public place. Okay. Is that, that makes sense? Yes. There are not many places where, the, this is gross. Like, That's I what mean, I said. This is the second worst place I could think of next to maybe like construction site porta potty. 
<laughs> yes. This is like strip club bathroom is. I don't think I could think of a worse place for this no. I mean, rendezvous. She's, she's like just touching the walls of the stall and like leaning up against it, and then like she's kind of get like a buddy bump situation. Like <laughs> she's just like fondling the wall, and they're like go, 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 like is bumping the her whole face stall. into her face. It's like his hand over the edge. She's all, like I like got nervous when she's like. Almost touching it. Two centimeters away from his hand, like seeing his hand and almost touching his hand. I was like, what the hell would happen if she actually touched his hand? Like, it would be so wild. Then they leave. What I wrote was clandestine sex in a semi-public place. Clandestine sex in a semi-public place. Okay. Okay. I mean, we can talk about that at another time. I don't really know what that means. Like, what qualifies as that? There's there's a lot to go into that, which probably negates the whole purpose of it because it probably should be impulsive but true true i don't really feel like we're really that impulsive <laughs> next thing i have is different doggy yay and different doggy could go a whole different direction <laughs> where we just <laughs> but no we're back at the vet's house vet's office house jeez <laughs> off the rails people right so yeah we're back and then she's asking questions she's like oh you said you used to be a doctor and that you didn't really get along with people why is that and he's Vets like, and radiologists and pharmacists are doctors too. Sorry, dentists. <laughs> well, it used to be a medical doctor right. with pa- with people. Yes, used to yes, treat yes, people, yes, yes, yes. and that's what you mean. Like, and he's like, well, you know, um, animals don't bite as hard. They don't leave as many scars. They don't talk back. And she's like, don't you wish they could? Maybe they could tell you exactly what was wrong. And he's like staring at her, and he's like, I didn't know you could speak. <laughs> and I find his reasoning faulty though. Because I don't think that you should be having heart wounds from your patients. Like, they have a healthy distance there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely... He got definitely... hurt at love and was like, I can't even take care of patients anymore. Yeah. Like, I have to go be a vet. Like, Okay. And a boy vet. That's starting to get retro at this time. Oh, is it? Oh, I mean, I don't think... I think UT vet school didn't admit any men the last time. I think it's like a almost completely female profession. Interesting. Be, I don't think I could be a vet. As much as you think about like, when you're around animals, I don't, I don't think I could. Like it would just... always be around sick animals. Yeah, it'd and... be awful. Yeah. So, but he's like, you look, you look hot. He's like, well, like you look warm. He doesn't say flushed, but I think that's what he means. Her name is Lynn. He Lynn, says. yes. And the dog's name is Sam. <laughs> like, are you? It's like, are you okay? How are you feeling? Like, I feel fine. He's like, you look good. You look real good. And he's like. Kind of, we're kind of starting to have a moment here, right. maybe. Like you still have 102 fever, but like, damn. <laughs> and like, oh, okay. And then- I, I'm trying to come up with a pickup line. <laughs> like, you just broke my thermometer because, damn, you hot girl or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we're coming off of Valentine's Day with all the cheesy little one-liners. Yes, yes. <laughs> so then we we've, we've got, I guess we're back at our house. Trying to look at notes. Yeah, that's when I put in all capital letters. That's not how being horny works. You can't get so horny that you have 102 fever. Sorry. (laughs) Trust me. (laughs) I would know. (laughs) We've talked. We haven't talked in a while about how we grew up. (laughs) That's the whole point of this podcast. Right. Really repressed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. If you could horn dog yourself into a fever, I'd be having seizures left and right. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So she has birds. So she's in her red dress with her bird waiting on the police band. Yep. And then to get, to get you know, on the radio, that's two blocks from here. Da, da, da. She goes, she's just wandering around a burning warehouse. She lays down and said burning warehouse. I was like, 
this this takes a delicate balance. I'm assuming this is all a fever dream because if it's not, and like fireman comes in and like rescues, like aren't you the girl I hit on at the titty bar before I got right. uh, before I nailed that other lady in the bathroom? Like, like you don't look like you belong in this building in your dress and your red lipstick. Like, you're very well coiffed. I don't know. Because we have dream, like, while he is, he does pick her up and take her out and puts her on a stretcher and gives her the same level of CPR. Right. But she's also having her, like, water and fire dream and bed dream and all the other dreams, I mean, fantasies we've been having. Where Rock Hudson was, like, hitting on her at a strip club and then she, like, lit a warehouse on fire and he rescued her. <laughs> you know, that was at the beginning of, like, Pillow Talk or something. Could be. The great romantic comedy. Right, of, 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 of our 50s, age 60s. and era. Yeah, exactly. You know, the best meet cute. <laughs> and so, yes, he, he holds her, and but then we're back. Takes back her off the of the stretcher straight into her bed and immediately undoes her nightgown well, the, <laughs> or her, her dress. Well, no, we're still in the... Yeah, that that's the dream. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> she does not hook up with this fireman. Um but then she's like staring. Now she's back in her bedroom, like staring out at them again. And she's like, you know, I didn't realize that I was a peeping Tom. And <laughs> I think says we all it. Boyer is like, we all knew or <laughs> watch the birth of that. You know? And I don't think that firemen have sex straight from their like their suspender things. Don't th- you leave that at the firehouse? <laughs> I, I didn't we learn that in Sex in the City is that you leave there just so you can just like step right into it. Right. Yeah. And then. He's like, I need those back. <laughs> <laughs> so then she calls the doctor. But and before that, we have zero chair sex in this entire This episode. is true. All sex is either in beds or on a disgusting strip club toilet. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we could have used a chair. Maybe we could have. Maybe we could have. We could have used a chair in the champagne room or something. Somewhere in between. I don't know. So then she calls Dr. Doctor Vet Michael. Oh, and the firefighter did mouth to mouth with someone who has 102 fever. He's got diseases now. But she has a fever from being horny, not from having a, a cold or the flu. I think she has the flu and she's hallucinating. All of this is a fever dream? Yes. Could be. And then Could she like be. wakes up and like, I'm kind of horny for my doctor, Fred. Well, obviously that, that makes more sense. <laughs> I mean, I hope so, because otherwise she's we're, we're embarking on a potential life of crime. Right. So that, there you go. Yeah, she calls up her, her doctor, her boss. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's another thing that probably wouldn't hold up now. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, but she, basically she's like, yeah, no, everything's fine. It's good. I just wanted to talk. And that's where we leave it. And then then we're back at the rooftop parking garage. And he's like, I guess that's a way. Fight fire with fire. <laughs> Don't like, you I think, think Stella? <laughs> what do you think, Stella? And Stella's like, you got a ball. You got to throw that ball. He does throw it and she does multiple balls. The ball bounces a little higher than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, for a parking garage, like a rooftop. Yeah. yeah. But she that's all she's worried about. Like, ball? Ball? You got that ball? All right. <laughs> as long as we're going to throw that ball, I'll agree with anything you say. <laughs> all right. So this one was, I guess, sexy, but much more heavy on potential crime and mental, mental illness. So <laughs> I don't know. It was... They can't all be winners. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on board. I, I thought this one was sexy as hell, but <laughs> all I right, it's just a 1993 suburban Midwest housewife's version of erotica. Just turns me the hell on. I mean, what can I say? What can I say? Well, 
I guess that's where we're at in our journey. (laughs) Still ways to go. All right, guys. Episode five. We'll be trying to hit a couple more to get to the carnival episode. Which one is that again? I think it's number six. Number six. So, oh, here we go. I've actually got a little bit of behind the scenes on this okay. if you've got a minute. Sure. So I looked up uh, Alexandra Tidings, who was uh, Lynn. Okay. She was five characters in 11 episodes of Xena and 10 of Hercules. Well, so she's done some genre television, so very much, and but also maybe not that recognizable of a face to be able to play that many characters. <laughs> That's sad, a little bit. Can't she can't get a reoccurring? I think that she had one kind of recurring. That's a thing in a lot. There's a lot of people that are like a vampire and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like seven different episodes. That if you don't get a major speaking role, you just or you have some makeup on or you have an mm-hmm. interesting outfit. It's you've watched enough genre. Te- There's plenty of people in like seven episodes of Star Trek: The Next Generation. That's just part of that time. That's true, but I know that's true with like Law and Order and things like that. Yeah, she had a movie kind of comeback after having three children. First movie in like 17 years in 2018. What Death Leaves Behind? I've never heard of it. Mm-mm. It's about a guy who gets a kidney transplant and then starts having visions of the guy whose kidney it was being murdered. And one of those. One of my. Favorite, like Jeff Fahey body parts, <laughs> uh, the Mark Hamill one and John Carpenter's body bag. I love when people get body part attached and they start having, like, came from a serial killer or it came from a murder victim. It's one of my favorite <laughs> It's such a specific genre, but it's... It's not that... It's pretty common in the 90s. <laughs> it was like Armageddon and Deep Impact in the 90s. <laughs> there just was a lot of that. Well, we were really worried about cloning. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> and she uh, works as an intimacy coordinator on productions now. Oh, great. I looked up Mark Zwelke, our firefighter. He seems to have dropped off the map, but uh, doesn't seem like anything crazy has happened to. He was in Days of Our Lives. He was in Sinful Intrigue, which I just like, ooh, that's a good title. <laughs> 1995, I bet you that's in that We Kill for Love documentary that we haven't got around yes, to watching. Yeah, you need to watch that. It's about a murderous handyman stalking suburban women and directed by Edward Holzman. And I was like, I wonder what this guy has done. Let me give you, in his 25-year career, he's done about 70 movies. That's a lot. And let me give you some of the highlights of the things that he's done. He directed Friend of the Family, Seduce Me, The Pamela Principle Part 2, Malibu Hard Bodies Part 2, Body and Soul, Passion's Peak, Beauty Betrayed, The Model Solution, Bikini Season 2, not Part 1, only okay. Part 2, uh, Hollywood Sin, Hot Tub California, The Key to Sex. I think The Key to Sex is actually considered kind of a good erotic thriller of the time. The Awakening of Gabriella, which I think actually is on our list because it has a really provocative VHS cover. <laughs> we have I Like to Play Games and I Like to Play Games 2, When Passions Collide, Forbidden Games, Babe Watch Lingerie Fantasy, Heavenly Hooters, and Penthouse Love Stories. Wow. That, that's He's got about 50 more movies <laughs> in 25 years. And, Keep him busy. Yep, yep. Anthony uh, Guidera, maybe? The vet. Our, the vet. Uh-huh. He was in The Rock, Armageddon, Species, and The Postman as, like, soldier or fighter pilot number oh. one or various roles like that. Just kind of a character actor. Uh, he's been a theater actor in Europe for about the last 30 years. Cool. And we have Fire Victim, the lady that gets pulled out. Okay. Jennifer Burton. She has been in two episodes of this already. She was one of the models 
in our episode, The Runway. Like last two ago? Two, two ago. Uh-huh. And she was one of the dominatrix models in the How I Found My Husband or how I met my husband, the one where the lady gets pulled out of the crowd to become a dominatrix and falls in love with the guy. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah, she was one of the people in the dominatrix fashion shows. Okay. She had an interesting career. She was in about 30 movies over the course of about four years, all of them low-budget B mm-hmm. movies, and just completely walked away from the industry and has not done an interview or pretty much been heard from since. Well, I mean, that's a lot of movies in four years. That's a lot of, I mean, no other... She did a ton of time on each of them. That's a lot. I think she started out in in bigger movies and then kind of went into non-union movies. And I think people, there aren't as many intimacy coordinators. There aren't as many protections for people. Cameras start going places where you didn't agree for the camera to go. Like, yeah, I'm out. You know, like, oh, we're not going to use that shot. We accidentally got something we weren't trying to get. And then the shot ends up in the film. And Mm -hmm. so... Just uh, those kind of things. Like, yeah. Nope, I'm out. Bueno. <laughs> and then uh, I didn't see the first exotic dancer. She's not credited, but the second one, Avalon Anders. She was in three episodes of Silk Stockings. She is in Sex Files, <laughs> Alien Erotica. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. She's actually in a couple Sex Files <laughs> movies, but I thought Alien Erotica was the better of them. And in Playboy's Biker Babes. All right. Cool. So, what else you got, babe? I think that's it for now. All right. Well, we will see you guys maybe later today, maybe tomorrow. We'll see what happens. We're just pumping these things out. I think I might have forgot to put like our intro music on a couple of these. But guys, this is five episodes in a week. Come on. Give us a little bit of credit here. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, Forbidden Cinema on Instagram, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. And see you later. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.